Welcome to the Rainy Leadership Podcast, where we do a deep dive into company culture. Rainy is a car dealership located throughout South Georgia, and we are striving to be the best car company by first being the best care company. And one way that we do that is every week we meet and talk about company culture. Today, we're going to be diving into the book, Culture Rules by Mark Miller. Last week, we heard from our general manager, Tommy McDonald. And this week, we're going to hear from our CEO, Bob Rainey. So let's dive in to part two. Hey there. You know, just the greatest game on earth, the game of culture. You know, I've learned some things about uh, board games, uh, Bailey, that, uh, that interested me a lot. You know, how does somebody create a board game? And, and, and it, it's, they just create this magic circle this magic circle where, you know, the laws of the land are set, set aside and you can go inside this magic circle and you can play a game. Uh, you can play a game where the money's not real, the bankers aren't real. And it, you can just, you know, when you got to go to jail sometimes, well, the jail ain't really real either. But you get inside this magic circle and therefore an hour or two or three or four, you have a great time. Well, listen, this magic circle, this culture, this high performance culture, we try to create this magic circle that people get to enter in. And for the short time that we're here, because let me tell you, life is short, it is brief. And don't you think otherwise, but in this brief time that we're in this game of life, we're to create a high performance culture. And listen, when we can create a high performance culture, I'm going to tell you, we can go places, we can fly higher, we can see further than we ever dreamed that we possibly could. The game that we're playing is, is, is a game of culture and is a high performance culture. We left off on the bottom of page 20 where it says, your move. Do you see that? It is your move. Well, let me, as I thought about, Bailey, as I thought about it, it's your move. You know, we, we, we played games, and we, and we know when it's our move. Uh, as we think about a board game, I used this last week. Now, we all know that this is checkers, one of the oldest board games. You know, we all know what the rules are, don't we? I mean, every one of us in here know how to play checkers. It's a pretty fun game. It only lasts 15, 20 minutes. You know, so it's good. We have a fun time playing. We know the rules. Well, our book says this morning that it's your move. It's your move. If we was on the checkerboard and it was your move, you know what to do. But the book says this morning that it's your move this morning. Do you know what that move is? Are you sitting here just waiting? With, just tell me what the instructions are. Tell me what the directions say. Tell me. I really don't know what my move is. Y'all, the book tells us this morning, it is your move. It is your move. And it tells you, go back and look at the three conditions that must exist. It must exist. And I want to go back and take a brief look at these three conditions that must exist. It's on page 12. Uh, it says the objective is to build a high-performance culture. That is the objective of this game. The objective of checkers, Brandon, if I was playing you, would be to wipe you off the board, would be to capture all your men. Well, the objective here that we're talking about this morning is to build a high-performance culture. Number one, you got to be aligned. You know, the vast majority of people associated with an organization must voluntarily, 
That's with a free will. The vast majority of the people must voluntarily and wholeheartedly commit to the aspirations of the company. Well, what in the heck is aspirations? Now, we didn't talk about aspirations the last two weeks in a row. You show as heck I don't know what aspirations are. You know, you got to commit to the aspirations. Well, what are aspirations? Well, a couple of weeks ago, Lisa said they're goals, and that is really what aspirations are. But I'm telling you, it's much more than goals. You know, sometimes you'll, you'll, you'll go in these companies, and they'll write some goals down, and they'll put them up on a board. Listen, you can't, if you're going to have a high-performance culture, you just can't write your goals down on a piece of paper and post them up on a wall somewhere and walk by those goals and look at them every now and then. You've got to take, if you're going to do a high-performance culture, you've got to write those rules the, of, the, of, of the game, and you've got to write them on your heart. You've got to be impressed in your mind. You shouldn't have to look on a wall somewhere and say, what's our goals? You ought to know what the goals are. When you get in your car every morning and crank it up, you ought to say, I am going inside of that magic circle and I am going to have a heck of a time today because you know what? There may be somebody there today that needs me. It may be somebody hurting that needs me today. It ain't about coming to work and just selling a car. Listen, if we care for people, we'll sell all the cars we can sell. But by God, like Tommy said a while ago, there's people hurting. Listen, I hurt sometimes. I told y'all the story last week of how some folks hurt my feelings one day, and I got in my car, and I rode all the way almost to my house. So I stopped my car. I, I had a conversation uh, with somebody down here. You know, I, swear, I said, you know what, I got my feelings hurt today because I didn't feel appreciated. And so, but I got to thinking about this. Jason, I said, well, how many people today have done something for me and I haven't told them thank you. So I just turned my car around and came back to Albany. And I try to tell the people that do for me, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, you got to be aligned with the aspirations of the company. And those aspirations can't be just written on the wall somewhere. They've got to be written on your hearts, your minds, your souls. It's just got to be who you are and what you do automatically. Listen, how many people in here today? Well, let's just say there's 15. And how many people work here? About 300. Since if somebody's a mathematician in here, tell me what, what percentage of 15 of 300 is. Is it, is it 5%? Five, 5% five uh, of our people are here today. 5% of them. How in the world are we going to get culture taught throughout the company? We're going to get it taught because we are going to be the disciples of culture who's going to go out into the highways and the byways of life of this company. And people are going to see us live it. They're going to hear us, and they're going to be inspired by this high-performance culture. Y'all, if we're going to play the game, number one, it says we've got to be aligned. Number two, you've got to show uh, a strong performance. You know, every organization has its metrics of success. Uh, but regardless of the end goal, whether you're a nonprofit or you're a for-profit, regardless of the end goal, uh, high-performance culture, it teaches us it produces superior results day in and day out, 
time after time. And let me tell you something. If you don't want superior results in this company, if, you, if that is not your desire, then I'm just telling you, you need to get in your car and go home. Go home. We don't need that. We don't need that toxicity in this company. You come and you perform because you're going to know what the aspirations are. You've got to perform. You've got to imp- Well, I tell you what. You know what greatness hinges on? Do y'all remember? Greatness hinges on execution. Now, can you picture in your mind, Christy, a hinge? A hinge. I mean, when you think about a hinge, what are you thinking about? Where's your hinge at? On that door. On that door. And why that door? It squeaks. It squeaks. You dead gum right. I think about that hinge right there. How many times I thought about that squeaky hinge? Well, this morning I asked Mike. I said, Mike, bring me a can of WD-40. Let me tell you, greatness hinges on execution. Greatness. You want to be great, Candy? Well, it hinges on execution. You've got to execute. You can't sit here and say, I want to be great. I want to be great. I want to be Without executing, you've got to execute. Now, Bennett, go back there and open that door. I want to hear that thing squeak. And let me tell you something. Culture, it says greatness hinges on execution, but culture is the oil that oils the hinges. I, does it squeak? Oh, it squeaks. And it doesn't, it might not bother anybody. Your bathroom door up yonder squeaks. You may not know it, but it does. Okay, greatness, greatness hinges on execution. But what is the oil for the hinge? Culture. High performance culture is the oil that's going to quieten those hinges. You, we, we got any squeaky people around this place? Some toxicity? Talk, talk, talk. You know, don't really enjoy this. Don't really, you know, we like to be around them people. Yes, we got it. Well, we got some WD-40. Well, high performance culture is our WD-40 that's going to cut out the squeaking. It's going to do it. It's going to do it. Uh, improvement, y'all. We got to improve. Uh, you know, if you cling doggedly to the past, you know, you might shine brightly for a season. But, uh, buddy, I'm telling you, it will not last. It will not last. You know, is your culture getting better? Well, I want you to listen to what Mark Miller said. I want you to listen to what he said. He said, is your culture getting better? Then he, said, uh, he says this right here. He says, building a high-performance culture. Now, I want you to listen to this now. I'm just telling you. I know our cell phones, we want to pay attention to them. But I'm telling you, don't try to put your cell phones down for just a a minute. And y'all listen to me now. Mark Miller, y'all to listen to what this man says. Y'all to listen. Now, he says you got to do something about a high-performance culture. You know what he says? He says you got to build it. You got to build it. Now, how in the heck are we going to build a high performance culture? How we go? He says you got to build it. He didn't say, I mean, 
you know, in that sentence, I mean, he didn't say, well, you know, you got you to have a high-performance culture. He said, you got to build it. You got to build it. And what does it take when you build something? It takes some tools, doesn't it? But you know what it takes? It takes some, it takes some mindset. It takes sweat to build it. Building a high-performance culture. He says you got to build it. You got to build it. But he, said, he also says something. He said it requires, it requires, and I like the word he uses. He doesn't say it just requires vigilance and effort. Now, he could have said it just requires vigilance and effort. But you know what he said? What, who, who, did somebody say, oh, did I just, constant, constant. He said it requires constant vigilance and effort. Now, Candy, can you tell me what constant means? You know, you read the word constant, constant. You think you know what constant means? What does constant mean? Without, I, think, I think that's a good way to put it. Let me, because I looked up the word. It's a situation that does not change. Constant. It just does not. You got to do it all the time. All the time. It ain't like building a house and one day you hand the keys to the owner and say, it's finished. High performance culture is never finished. It's constant vigilance, constant effort. And if you want to be a part of something very special, you got to know that. Constant effort. Constant vigilance. I don't even know if I know what vigilance means. Uh, well, I, I wrote it down. Uh, vigilance, the action or state of keeping careful watch for possible danger or difficulty. It's the action of keeping a careful watch. Who, who, who's keeping a careful watch? Who's keeping a careful watch? You know, we all should be. Who's keeping a careful watch for possible danger or difficulty? Okay, now he said you got to have these three things if you're gonna if you're gonna have a high performance culture: uh, alignment, performance, and improvement. Now let's get on bottom of page 18 where it says this. You're you're well, it may not be bottom of page 18. It's bottom of page 19, 20. Bottom of page 20. It's where it says is your move. Okay, now well I tell you what we let's get over page 21 now where it says why play the game. You know, why are you going to play this game? You know, engagement leads to ownership. Ownership leads to action. You can't play a game of checkers without getting engaged. You can't perform high-performance culture without engagement. Engagement I looked up the word engagement. You know, two or three definitions of engagement. The first one I didn't pay no attention to. It talked, it, it talked about uh, an agreement to marry someone. You know what? I, didn't, I just skipped over that. But you know what? I read the next definition, the next definition, and I, thought, I, I went back to that one. You know, it's an agreement to marry somebody. You know, a high-performance culture. You know, why play the game? You know, we've got to get engaged. We've got to get married to the aspirations of this company, and to be married to it. Engage leads to ownership. Ownership leads to action. That's what we, we got to be active in, in creating this high performance culture. You know, in a game that requires more than chance, you know, some, some, some games are nothing but chance. 
But in a game that's more than chance, it tells us that your good moves are, are good and your bad moves are punished. It's just reality. Well, the same is true with culture. You know, many times we have competing priorities in this business world. Uh, and if you're not careful, the distractions of the day can destroy your culture and your future. It says organizations do not drift toward greatness. They don't drift toward greatness. And I'm going to tell you, if you ain't careful, that's what you'll want to participate in. You'll want to participate in what you think is uh, a drifting. I just come and I'll drift with you. I'll just get in the stream with you and we'll just drift. We'll drift. Let me tell you something. You cannot sustain a high-performance culture by drifting. You cannot do it. Organizations do not drift toward greatness. It goes on in that next paragraph to say, uh, Peter Drucker said, culture eats strategy for breakfast every day. You know, and, you know, I've heard that. Culture eats strategy for breakfast every day. You know, some organizations, they'll come and they'll have strategy, 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 and, and they'll never... Mention the word culture. I just told, I told Jason the other day, you know, we were up at a 20 group for a couple of days, just a few days ago in Nashville. I don't know that I ever heard the culture mentioned once. I heard a lot of other things mentioned, numbers and performance, and all those things are good. You know, I'm not saying we sh sh shouldn't talk about those things. But you know what? I think probably the most important thing in life is the culture of a company. Culture eats breakfast, eats, eats strategy for breakfast every day, every day. You know, let me start out with something the book says, you know, something you already know. Every company has a culture. You know, it's just like Tommy, you know, in the illustration in the front of the book the, about, the, about the fish. You know, the old fish says, how's the water? And the two young people say, what, what the hell is water? You know, sometimes with culture, what's, what's culture? Well, culture is real. It's, it's a sustainable competitive advantage. Uh, the culture is a source of significant organizational drag. It can be. You know, organizational drag is where people waste time and it saps energy. Have you ever experienced that? Organizational drag where people just sap the energy out of you. Have you ever been around somebody like that just sapped it? you ever been around somebody that just gives you energy? Oh, yeah, we have. And that's what we like. But you know the opposite of that is some people just sap energy out of you and you you just want to get away from them but let me tell you something if you if you leave if you leave that listen you you, you ever had in a situation with an employee you know you know they're not right for the country but you don't want to hurt the feelings so you try to let them hang on hang on and it gets so toxic of a situation it begins to affect everybody in the office and and and, and you know you just got to do something about it you you know, you've got to understand that that is toxicity and it's hurting our culture and can kill an organization. And I would, wouldn't want anybody to kill our organization. Uh, but listen, why would you consider playing the game? Well, it says on page 22, what, okay, page 22, it says treading water is not an option. Now, why are you going to play the game? Why are you going to play the game of checkers? You know, why? Because you want a, a few minutes of entertainment. Why are you going to play the game of culture? Why are you going to do it? Well, if you're going to do it, now, listen, treading water is not an option. What's treading water? Well, we kind of think we know what it means. 
kind of do. What's train water? Stay in a place? Let's see what it says. Uh, yeah, an unsatisfactory situation where they're not progressing, but it just continue doing the same thing. Just stagnant. You know, treading water is not an option. There are no stagnant cultures. Now, you might think, well, I ain't going to do nothing. I'm just going to be, I'm just going to stay right here. I'm, I'm not going to, no, you ain't going to do it. You're either growing in strength and vitality or you're losing energy and the life force of a high-performance culture. You know, a thriving culture will release the untapped potential in your people and your organization. Let me tell you, that's probably the most exciting thing to me, that a, that a thriving culture will, it will release the untapped potential. Because let me tell you, do you know how much potential you got? Do you know? Do you know how much potential you got? The answer is, I don't think you do. It's part of me to help you reach your full potential. Brandon, you're the same way. All of us in this room, we're, we're the same way. A high-performance culture, a thriving culture, it will release the untapped potential. And let me tell you something. If I can get your untapped potential released, you know what happens? Oh, my. It's like a, it's like a bomb goes off in the bin. We've got the highest-performance culture that exists. And I'm going to tell you, that is what you want to work in and to live in because it is so much pleasure and joy in work when you have that thriving culture. Listen, are you a person that likes to avoid risk? I think we all, you know, I've taken plenty of risks in my life, and so, so have you. But, you know, do, do, you, do, you, do you enjoy risk? Are you a person who likes to avoid risk? Sure, I would like to avoid risk. I wish there was a way just to avoid risk. You know, I wish that every car didn't get, I mean, half a car didn't get repoed. You know, it's just a risk we take when we sign a, sign a car, a uh, customer up for a car. But if you're a person who likes to avoid r risk, you know what you ought to be interested in doing? Build a good culture. Absolutely. If you want to avoid risk, build a high-performance culture. You know, if I sit on my rear over here and do nothing, what's going to happen to them people in that PDI department and that service department? Do you think they're going to really care or give a flip about anything? If, 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 if I can't be a part of their life to know when they're hurting, and I don't know when they're all hurting, but if I don't go over there, I'll never know. You want to avoid risk? Well, you better, uh, you better read the first 30 pages of this book, and you better start working on your high-performance culture because when you do, it will create a wonderful organization that you'll want to be a part of. Uh, finally, it says right there, a high-performance culture is the ultimate competitive advantage. Let me tell you something. Nobody can compete with a high-performance culture. You know, sometimes, you know, in the past, I've wanted to worry about the people down the street, down the street. You know, I want to worry about my competitors down the street. Let me tell you who, who, what we need to work on. We need to work on our high-performance culture here. If we will work on ourselves and have that high-performance culture, listen, we'll have the greatest competitive advantage that exists. It, uh, a competitive, you know, the best, a high-performance culture is the ultimate. What does ultimate mean? It's the best imaginable. It's the ultimate competitive advantage. And what does advantage mean? It's a condition that puts you in superior position.
position. That's the advantage that we, that we want. Listen, it reminds us in closing here that culture is far too important of a game not to participate in. If you sit this one out, you're jeopardizing more than profits. You are. Listen, the high-performance culture is something we need to work on every day. Don't look to me to create the high-performance culture throughout the company. You know, I need you. I need you. We need us all to create the high-performance culture that Mark Miller is telling us about in this book. We hope as you listen to this podcast, it'll motivate your team and you guys will play the game, as Mark Miller says in Culture Rules. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.